Xbox 20? Yes. And he was awesome. Really? Yeah. Rob Thomas, I'll talk about this on the cast, but he was beyond awesome. Dude, I like when we were just talking about, who was I talking to? Oh, one of the, um, uh, this guy that I uh, semi-work with was talking about, like, he's done a lot of projects with different random celebrities and stuff and just hearing about like who is like super awesome like he said Howard Stern is like an amazing human David Letterman is an amazing person but then also hearing like the flip side I won't say any names but there's also some like celebrities celebrities who are apparently just a-holes yeah and some of them put on a very good act uh-huh well dude did someone yeah emailed us sorry I know you were gonna do the intro but somebody <laughs> well, I, didn't know, I didn't know if that was yeah <laughs> Do the intro. Okay. Good day. You are listening to a podcast. But this isn't just any podcast. Just any podcast couldn't do this. Or this. What the? This is the podcast. Starring the Ted. Starring the Ted. Starring the Starring the Ted Smith and Cobb. The podcast starts. You better wear a helmet. now. The Podcast, episode 251. What's up, it's your boy, the Ted Smith, a little bit host of this here podcast. Greatest podcast in all the land. All the land. Uh, to the left of me, actually, he's to the right of me. He's always here unless he's somewhere in Southeast Asia on two wheels. He goes by the name of Cobb. Cobb, what's going on? Asian markets in turmoil as Trump's trade war continues to batter, commodity, <laughs> batter commodities in the light manufacturing sector. Shares the podcast on an upward track this morning as analysts continue to issue buy recommendations following a share repurchase and positive sentiment on the street. Will the boys make it through winter without a sad cast sell-off? We'll have more. At six. Oh, all right. Back there on the wheels of steel, getting everything set up. Water, headphones, it's all in here. Matt, comment the producer, MCTP. What's up, Matt? Hey, Ted. How you doing, man? Great. It's uh, good to be here. It's funny you bring up Sadcast. I'll get into that, but the NBA uh, NBA players have picking up the Sadcast. What do you mean? All right. So, like, all right, Kyrie Irving, right? He wins a championship in Cleveland with the Cavaliers, with LeBron James. And then he still has years left on his deal, but he wants out. He wants to go to Boston. He wants to go to a contender where he can be the main guy on the team, right? Keep in mind, Kyrie Irving also was in a commercial, a bunch of commercials and then a movie that was actually released in theaters called Uncle Drew, right? Where it's like the old guys. Remember those commercials? Oh, yeah. Where the old guy would show up and just ball on people? Well, that was Kyrie Irving. Oh, right? wait. Are you talking about like how they did like a YouTube series and stuff where it was like- Right. Was and it then they made us. What's that? Is it Adidas? I forget, but I mean, it turns into a full-length movie that's got Shaquille O'Neal that's released in theaters. I'm a big Shaq fan. I've turned the corner I, on him in the last five years. I like Shaq. I, he's not as funny sometimes as I think people think he is, but I like Shaq. Anyhow, the point is, Kyrie Irving's in a movie and everything else. And then today he had some quote where he's like, I didn't really ask for all this. Like, I don't want to be a celebrity. I'm just trying to be a basketball player on a high level and blah, blah, blah. What? And it's just like... And then, like, look, I love Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant's from PG County. Like, what up? But Kevin Durant having burner Twitter accounts to, like, attack fans that were, like, making fun of him and stuff. I'm just like, the NBA, like, I'm not going to challenge anybody to a fight, but it's like, like, what is going on? Like, what are you guys so sad about? And it's kind of soft, too. Well, making millions of dollars is tough. Yeah, like you're, and, and look, don't get me wrong. I get it. There's probably sometimes they take the court, somebody in their family's sick, or somebody passed away, or you broke up with a girl. That, that stuff's got to suck. But on the same token, like, Kyrie Irving, you asked to be the man. You're the man now in Boston. And then he's like, well, some of these young guys don't do enough and this and that. It's just like, come on, guys. Like, what are we doing here? Yeah, well, that's the thing, too. Like, there's so many – I mean, I hate to – I'm not taking the player's side in this, but I will say that 
when you're not in the when you're in the stands instead of in the arena, as the proverb goes, you know, like it's a little bit tough to understand what it really takes. I mean, it's easy to boo from the sand, but if you're on the boo from the stands, but if you're on the sand fighting the bull yourself, it's tough. So I will say that the closer you get to any uh, endeavor, you know, the the more clearly you can see it, and sometimes from a thousand yards. You know, things look pretty good, and then you get up close to it, and it's like, oh, yeah, there's some major downsides to this too. But, man, they're making a lot of money. They're playing a game. Like, it doesn't seem like – I mean, there's pressure, I guess, but the well, NBA is a tough one to see that. There's a lot of jobs I'll, I'll take their side, but NBA is tough to see that. And, look, I'm not saying, like, stuff doesn't happen, right? But also it's just, like, at a certain point – also, like, social media has changed things, right? Like, we just have to accept it. I don't like it, but it's the way it is. And also, like, reporters have jobs. So reporters have to ask sometimes repetitive questions or what you might deem as a dumb question. But they, right, we, I've gone on this tirade about Nick Saban before. He had, you know, he started the year with two starting quarterbacks listed. So then he's like, I'm not answering a question about who's starting. Well, it's not physically possible for them both start. So who the f*** is starting the first quarter? Now, a reporter can't ask Nick Saban that, right? But he's like, you guys are idiots. And now these pl- – and I'm – look, I'm always pro player. I, I don't like Manny Machado, but good for him. Get all the money you can. But now – I like that they took some of the power, but now I think the NBA guys are just getting ridiculous. Like, will you guys come in here asking me these questions, this and that? It's like, that's their job, dude. Yeah, and your job's to answer them. Right. And you can also just deflect and say, hey, the team, this and that. Like, people have done this in sports for a long time. It's not that hard to give the same generic question or answers. Matt, you watch hockey. They're hockey the guys. about it. Yeah, they Darryl give Sutter and Jonathan Quick throughout those playoff runs. Where it was like one of they my give the same things. answer yeah. every time, dude. That's a Matt Ryan is pretty good at that too. I will say the, the only thing I will give to like c- celebrities, for lack of a better term, writ large, is that um, they do kind of always have to be on now. In that now, there's like not just the MMA fight. There's the MMA fight, the MMA's community reaction to the MMA fight, and then like the build up to the MMA fight, the breakdown after the fight, the Twitter spats during the fight, what the people posted on Instagram. So like, there's more, you know, there's more avenues for people to get a hold of them, and also there's direct communication. It's no longer mediated, so it's got to feel like it's just an always on thing, but. Then you see people, I don't know, there's a lot of celebrities who manage it well. So I could see maybe if you were a young player and it was all new to you, but come on, man, this guy's an OG. Right, this is his quote. I didn't really come into this game to have cameras in my face, be famous, be a celebrity. I wanted those things when I was younger, but now I just want to play basketball on a very high level. Excuse me. Play summer league and quit the NBA, dude. (laughs) Yeah, or maybe don't release a a full-length featured film. Yeah. Like, you can't, like, forget all that. Like, I didn't do this to be a celebrity. Well, then why were you in the movie, bro? <laughs> yeah, dude. Right? I mean, <laughs> like, like for him, it's just like, you got it. Like, LeBron, LeBron, look, I'm a LeBron fan, but he's been a little, a little bitchy to me lately, right? Like, just saying the younger players aren't trying hard enough, and then you see some of his defense. But he it, got pushed. Yeah, right? He got so put, funny. Right? You saw, right, so yeah. you saw that. But at least, like, LeBron, I'm like, he's already got a bunch of rings or whatever. Like, I'll deal with him saying that. But Kyrie, like, you left LeBron as you were like, I want to be the man. And now you're like, I don't want to be the man anymore. Yeah. Dude. Made a movie, and now you don't want cameras in your face. Yeah. Yeah, and again, like, it's tough to put yourself in that position. You know, like, I can't even imagine what it was like being Tiger Woods, like, during the whole breakdown thing, whatever. But... 
It sure seems like they're bitching a lot. I mean, <laughs> you know what I mean. Like, I never want to. I never want to pass judgment, but Ted, not a good look. You've dealt with it more than me, I'm sure, and we're still on a much smaller level than these guys. But there, we go to events where people recognize us or whatever. Yeah, and there's times that I've had where I'm talking to somebody and someone else, you know, comes up and wants to talk too, and it's like, and don't, and it's usually awesome. I'm, I'm always so. There's been like. I can count them on one hand times where I was really like vibing with the first person and it's like, oh man, okay, hey, what's up? And I want to, you know, so don't let it stop anyone from saying what's up. I'm always happy to say hi. But I've been, it's felt like, oh, I'm being a little bit interrupted right now. And I go, oh yeah, I signed up for this, idiot. Like I, I went to be on the air, right? Like it's a, like I said, it's on a smaller level and I'm sure to, yeah. that, that gets chipped away at over time when it's every restaurant and every nonstop and those guys are huge too. There's no low profile when you're in the NBA because no, they're, they're six all, eight, right? They're all monsters. Yeah, um, but yeah, there, I, I, there's definitely times where it's like, oh yeah, I signed up for this, and maybe not every athlete feels like they signed up for it. But the guy that was in the movie and went to go be the big dog in Boston, like you, absolutely signed up for this. Local yeah. weatherman. I've said yep. it before. I'll say it again. That's the ultimate level to get to. You're known enough that somebody will buy you a beer and unknown enough that like nobody wants your autograph and you can leave town and no one's ever heard of you and just blend right in. Yeah, and I mean, that's the thing too, right? Like with Kevin Durant and that, like going on Twitter and then like Kevin Durant, I get it, right? And I somebody else said this today. It wasn't me. I'm stealing it. But he was just like, yeah, Kevin Durant left Oklahoma City and went to win championships and he's won the MVPs. That's what he said he wanted. But it seems like he's unhappy that people kind of give him crap for it. Like, well, you went and joined, you know what I mean? Like, you were in an auto race and you hopped into a Ferrari. Yeah. Like, now you said all you wanted was the championships that come along with it. All right. Well, then don't be all mad because everybody's like, dude, you jumped in the Ferrari. Yeah. Yeah. I'm with you. I, I mean, mean, sometimes Twitter, too. Yeah, like, and you Twitter, lie in the bed you made, you know? Yeah. And sometimes Twitter fires me up. But also, like, I remember, like, Twitter, a lot of times the sports arguments on Twitter, like, it's just barbershop talk. Like people have been having these conversations for years. Yeah, exactly. Right? It's now like a it's bar just, argument. Yeah. Whatever. Now the players are just privy to it. You know, yeah. before like people were saying stuff that they wouldn't necessarily say to somebody's face. You know what I mean? Like we'd be sitting there chopping it up, and it's like, oh man, like Sean Kemp, he's got so many kids. Whatever. Like you know, I'm not about to say that to Sean Kemp's face, even though it's true. No, like, but we would be BSing about him, whatever. Like, oh man, you know, he just. Like, I don't even want to say any comments in case I see him on the street, but you know what I mean? But now, like, that's in their face every every night when they go to bed because they're, like, at mentioned and everything and stuff. So, like, that's got to be tough, too, you know? It is. Or, or like, think about, like, getting defeated in boxing or MMA or something and people are chirping at you like, oh, da-da-da-da-da, should have ducked that right hand and then whatever. And it's like, dude, like, get, I, this is all I do. Like, I know I should have ducked the right hand. You know, so that that would – you know, maybe I'm not as emotionally stable as some of those guys. That would that would start to eat at me away at me. It would, and look, I get it. Like comments can be ruthless, but I don't know. I'm just like, man, you're Kevin Durant. <laughs> yeah, like there's got to be something above. better to do in the evening times than make fake Twitter accounts to go after trolls. Yeah, seriously. You know, it's like shouldn't you be like just banging models and attending parties? Yeah, like I, I right, like shouldn't you be at a fancy like a, a steakhouse we've never heard of getting some steak we've <laughs> never, never heard of? Yeah, yeah, drinking some wine we can't afford. Like I don't know yeah. what you do, right? I, I, you don't drink wine, whatever. Maybe you're not a boozer. Yeah. Like there's got to be signing something. shoes. Like I don't know. Yeah, may, I mean, hell, maybe it's just playing video games. Like, maybe we're just, just driving around in a Ferrari with a model, man. Like I don't know your life. Yeah, 
Yeah, so that one I thought was crazy. And then, uh, yeah, so just the sad cast. That just what made me think of it. I'm literally like, I think they're taking over the sad cast. Yeah, dude, I actually feel like we got a decent energy in the gym today. Yeah, yeah. Well, we got through February. gym now? Well, that's a quote from, um, um, what the hell is that, Uh, Dodgeball? It's from Globo Gym. He's like, there's a good energy in the gym. And so I just randomly always throw it in. I didn't really think about it. We can call this the gym if you want. And it's March. Oh, no, Ted called this the lab, or was that your workout spot? Oh, that's what the I'm lab? Call, yeah, that's what I called it the other day, the lab. <laughs> I've been in the lab, you know, doing stuff. Been in the lab with a pen and a pad trying to get the damn label off. Uh, yeah, and February was a rough month for a lot of people. Yeah. Like, first I thought it was just a few of us, and then, uh, I was going to say, just looking on social media and everything, I'm looking at a lot of people like, damn. Like, locals or like nationwide? What are we talking? Locals. Back East, mutual friends that we have are just like, I'm glad February's effing over. Like, all right. Oh, yeah. I always one. hate February, but I will say this one was not as bad as February's past. I feel uh, like, you know what I mean? Like weather-wise as well. It has. Oh, no. Some good Sundays. We had that nice snow, which was awesome. The yeah. snow was great. This was like one of the, the better winters ever. This is a month of extremes. <laughs> yeah. I think that, you know what? That's the best way to put it. And the, the mutual friend we have is not the one you're thinking of. But yeah, like they. I wouldn't think of anybody. Uh, all right. Also, I was thinking we we got too many mutual friends. But either way, they <laughs> they said the same thing. They were like, "Man, February was just a roller coaster. Like ups, downs, blah blah blah. Like glad it's over." Yeah, roller coaster is fair for sure. Apparently, we're supposed to have a hot, dry summer, according to the cashier at Trader Joe's. No, we are. They're right. I'm a little worried about the snowpack. Damn, it's like that. Yeah, man. I mean, I've been looking at the European and the American uh, models, and it looks like. I mean. It, Unfortunately, I mean, we could be back in that dry, hot stuff by May, which would wow. send fire danger through the roof. That's what I'm about. Mm. You know about that dry, hot life? Hot, dry life? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm just laughing. Because she's about to, yeah. Yeah, because I knew Taryn was running late. I could just, in the background, I could just see, like, her blonde hair flying by, like, in the reflection of the window. I could hear her feet, like, I was like, oh, somebody almost missed a spot. Somebody's about to miss a break. Uh, oh, all right. Uh, I also wanted to mention a, a big thank you uh, to my buddy Ben Dragomon. I went with him to the Sounders game last weekend, and man, we just had a blast. I should say shout out to Rhino. I ran into him down at uh, Hawks Nest beforehand, but I went in early because uh, Benny is was a uh, Dragomon was Casey Keller's backup the first uh, two or three years on the Sounders, but he was also the main keeper for the USL days. So he's a very tight connection with a lot of the fans, this and that. So it's like him, Nate Jaqua, James Riley. I think Seba was there, Sebastian Latou. Like all the old 09 guys were there. So they're like signing autographs beforehand. So me and uh, Drago's girl are just sitting there kind of waiting. But as we're waiting like inside like the giant line, a couple people came over. One even was like, Laura Paul and Ted. And I was like, that's awesome. <laughs> like, I'm just waiting for my more favorite. My, you know, my. But then like we ended up in the suite with all the old guys. And I forgot me and Jaqua used to kick it a bunch. It just... It just was a ton of fun. I literally, my note for today, the first note was kicking it with the boys. <laughs> like, 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 boys. Yeah, I mean, it was fun, dude. Like, we had a damn blast. Dude, dude actually, yeah, it's, speaking of the, the boys thing, Matt, um, I did, uh, for this, like, project I'm doing, we took, uh, I was showing Ted the other day, I forgot to mention this to you, but we did, we had to take background checks, and they go and they check all your past, whatever. I had no incidents, no anything, but literally two pages of the po- the podcast because of like the descriptions of them. Oh, two no pages, way. all just red flags. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> so thank you for that. 
I was like, son of oh, a man. bitch. Wow, that's super funny. I try and keep those like short too. Dude, the word porn got you in trouble a lot. And uh, what was the other one? Oh, I don't remember. Yeah, I'd have to look at it, but anyway, it was oh, hilarious. Oh, wow, that is really funny. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, it was like 98% of the strikes against me were the podcast. <laughs> that <laughs> adds the up. Descriptions? Man, imagine if they actually like had AI that could listen to everything. Yeah, the, uh, the clips. They would just be like beeping the whole time they're running your name. Yeah, I know. I've had some bad drops in here. We all have. Yeah. <laughs> and you read the emails, too. <laughs> some of those. Oh, yeah, so you like add a context. Run office. Yeah. Uh, Accurate. Yeah, and then Friday night I just went out with Joe for a couple, whatever. Hey, it was just a good weekend. And then I saw you on Sunday, me and Bar- man, me. Dude, and- we were kicking it with the boys on Sunday. That was fun. Yeah, and me and Barnsey had been together for a couple hours already. We had a five dollar bet on the AAF AAF football game. And I mean, when me and him were sitting at the bar, man, we were just dying laughing. Like you, tell- I mean, like we met two women. One like they got up right, and uh, she had on a cat cat mom shirt, and I go, oh, cat mom, it's not even catter day. And the other lady goes, I forgot my shirt. And they were going across the street to a cat movie festival. Dude, that's right by the cat cafe. Nico. I don't know. You're like you were like a block you're a build, right? Yeah. Yeah, you were like a block from the cat cafe. Yeah. And there's a bookstore like two blocks from there that also has cats. Yeah, twice sold tales. Cat people. What up? Yeah. It just we me and Barnes we were just sitting there like, huh, there's a whole cat festival. Like I thought I was just joking about Catterday. And the other lady was like, No, I forgot my cat gear. Like it, it is Catterday. The, the third Catterday of every month. <laughs> but it was Sunday. What? Yeah, this was on Sunday. So it oh, wasn't Catterday. She has no excuse. Yeah. yeah. Where's your gear? She's putting in Do zero. you like cats or not? <laughs> I can't get a vibe off you. Have some respect for yourself. Uh, so then also I want to remind people, like, it's easy for me to say kicking it with the boys was a blast and everything. But sometimes too, man, like, just, I feel like I spent more time with some of my friends that are in the city that sometimes I neglect. That's but, fair. Yeah. So I think I think it's good. Uh, you know, I just want to remind people, like, yeah, make, make some time for those friends. Obviously, if you got kids and stuff, that's a different story. You know, you got to make time for them first. I'm just saying, like, and remember some of your friends you really like hanging out with. Like, yeah, there's a reason you have those memories because it's still that fun to hang out with them. Yeah, because that dude is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> or that chick. Like, keep them in your life. Yeah. No kidding. Uh, let's see. We talked about the sad guys. Also, uh, Cobb. We're going to talk a little bit about your uh, your new venture. Matt, are you writing a greeting card right now? Yeah. Sorry, I was just thinking of something. You'll get it later. Go ahead. Sorry. He was in the zone. I was just going to let him go. Yeah, my bad. Uh, so you're, one of your partners is and a friend of ours we've talked about. His name is Rowan. Mm-hmm. Now, Rowan is Irish, right? So. Yep. I saw him on Sunday. You saw Rowan on Sunday? Yeah. The farmer's market. No kidding. Spoiler alert for what's Matt then. Yep. All right. Cross that off my list. So, What's up, Rowan? So Rowan is Irish, right? Uh, and then, right, I talked. So like a couple weeks, I saw him, and we were like at we were like at an Irish pub for like a beer, and we were giving him a hard time. Like, does this make you feel like home? And then we we're like, Notre Dame's on. You must love this, Rowan. And he's like, All right, right. But he was kind of telling us more about like that, and like don't try to mimic Irish people talking or whatever. So Joe and I go to this bar, and we run into this couple that's always there together. And I didn't realize that I had only ever just kind of said hello to the woman or whatever. So two, like not even a minute into this conversation, I just kind of stop her and go, are you actually Irish or are you putting me on? And now she's just like, what? She's like, you didn't know I was Irish? And I was like, no, like, are you messing with me? Like, and she's like, you've never said anything more than hello to me, have you? And I was like, no. 
then I kept talking about my buddy Rowan, and she kept going, Rowan. I was telling you this on Sunday, like, kept correcting me, and I was like, yeah, I'm not Irish. I'm just, we call him Rowan. Like, maybe I'm not stretching out the Owen or something. Whatever. How is she correcting you? You you said, I said Rowan, and then she corrected me with Rowan, it sounded like. Because I can't say it. Okay. Rowan. The same thing happens with my name in Boston, for whatever reason. Like, so there's two ways to spell Aaron, A-A-R-O-N and E-R-I-N. On the West Coast, we pronounce them the same, right? Aaron? Yeah, Aaron. Yeah. On the, in Boston, for whatever reason, there's two pronunciations. So people would always be like, wait, did you say your name is Aaron or Aaron? And they would say the same thing to me twice. And I'm like, I, I don't know what you're saying. And d- it wasn't an isolated incident. It happened like 40, 50 times in college. So I'd be like, oh, yeah, it's Aaron, but with an E. And they'd be like, wait, Aaron? Or, yeah, and so it's the same type of thing with, with – uh, Rowan. There's some Irish names that are just like that. Yeah, like with her accent, I get it. But it, to me, it just sounded like she was saying Rowan or something. I'm just like, <laughs> uh, all right, dude. Like, I don't know. His name's Rowan. Like, he's never corrected me. So I think he's cool with it. It's like, look, we're culturally insensitive. I don't, I'm not sure what you want me to say. Well, there are phonemes, too. They say you die into your language. Are you familiar with this? No. So um, there was this, uh, man. Oh, God. I got to go deep in the memory banks. There was like a talk. May have been a TED Talk, may not, but it was about this guy who had a child, and he set up microphones all over his house, 150 microphones, something like that. And when babies, um, um, not garble, what's it called when they like, mur- uh, like when they're talking, what's it called when a baby is like talking but like not saying real words, garbling, <laughs> chirbling, what the hell is that called? There's a word for it. Whatever. This is the wrong uh, cast asking these questions. Okay. Well, anyway, when, when babies are Gibberish? Like, yeah, yeah. When babies are like, yeah, speaking gibberish, um, they're, so they're saying all the possible human phonemes and so like all the possible sounds. So there's a bunch of enunciation, you know, that we don't have in English, in American English that they have, like, let's say in like, you know, Cantonese or Japanese or whatever, like sounds, you know, Croatian, Slavic languages have a bunch like and brogues and stuff like that. So anyway, you're able to say them all at first, and then slowly you are um, getting. So you're swinging wildly at first, trying to say something like the word "hello." So it'll be like you know they'll say it super wrong on both sides. Slowly they narrow into how to say hello to their dad or their mom or whatever. It happens with all the different um, words, and so anyway, you die into your language because you lose the ability to say those phonemes. So you know some languages like. Um, Croatian has a bunch, for instance, and where you're what do like, you mean phone? I'm sorry, it's like I'm the it's like sort of like the the sound of like a word. So syllables. You, um, well, so it's sort of like syllables, but the enunciation of it. So you think of something like, oh, what's a good example? Like, like a lot of um, okay, a lot of like Norwegian, Swedish words where they say it, and you're just like, what? Like I can't even, you know, the way there's like a more like. Uh, the Germans or something will be like, like they just have yes, that. Yes, it'll like, be like a throaty thing yeah, with like a push. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're like, what? Like, I don't even know what you said. Yeah. They're like, you know, like hombre. Yeah, You're and like, that's what? like what an H, they just put an H in for it or whatever over there. Right, yeah. yeah. Like, um, fa- okay, H-V-A-L-A is how we'd spell it in English. It's hello in Croatian. It's hvala, but it's like an H-V sound. I can't do it properly, but like, oh, hvala, you know what I mean? Something like that. I think it's like, like when I say Nostrovia, but I don't like, yeah. it's close, but that's not how Russians actually say it. Right. But every Russian, when they hear you say it, like, oh, it's an American trying to say it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so those are phonemes. Anyway, and you die into your language. You have all of those and you lose them over time. Dude, last week I had a great morning. Uh, <laughs> randomly, one of the trash guys out front asked me about my shoes and I was like, oh yeah, like they're Air Maxes. Then we started talking about Jordans and 
Steve was from back east, Massachusetts, and he was like, man, nice talking to you, Ted. I was like, you too, Steve. He's like, yeah, people don't talk out here, blah, blah, blah. It was just a great interaction, right? And, the, and then on the way to work, yeah, I know what you're going to say. I was just going to say, I wish you told it the way you told it before, where, you were, where the guy was like, are those Air Maxes? And you're like, yeah, you know they are. Yeah. <laughs> right, this is how I tell it. Yeah, they are. And then, I, and then he said something, and I go, yeah, man, I'm not into Jordans, because like, you know, they're too expensive or whatever. And he was like, yeah, I never really liked Jordan. He didn't, he didn't do much for the community. He's a black guy. And I go, yeah, he never spoke on nothing. Now me and Steve are chatting. Uh, right? yeah. Now it's a real talk. Yeah, that's, now me and Steve are getting, he's like, I don't remember you, Ted. And I was like, thanks, Steve. <laughs> Actually, you know me. I was like, oh, brother, thanks, Steve. Dude, and yeah, I mean, in case it is still any sort of secret, like for whatever reason, like black people just love you, man. I've watched it over and over. Like Mexican people love me. We get along really well. But for whatever reason, man, black people just love Ted. Yeah, why well, think it's just being for PG Cali? <laughs> yeah, hundred percent, dude. <laughs> so then later that day, uh, there's a uh, I'm standing on the street corner mat, and this guy behind me is just like amigo, amigo. And I like turn around, and I'm like, and he goes, he asks me if I speak Spanish, and I just blurt out un poco. And then he's like asking me, and we're like doing charades, like, oh, you're looking for the license center, like, yeah, follow me, follow me. They're like, go down to third. <laughs> <laughs> and he asked me like three more things, and I just kind of looked at him, and he's like, uh, "Yeah, like you don't speak Spanish." Now we reached the end of this, right? Like you, this is less than a poco, dude. Yeah, right, exactly. I almost wanted to hit up my old teacher, Jason Ballou, and be like, "Hey, remember how bad I was at Spanish class? Well, I remembered two things, and it finally came into use twenty years later." Well, I'm out here in the streets chopping it up. So, how do you like me now? <laughs> right? Um, change that grade, <laughs> Ted Smith, amigo to all. <laughs> I can't even say that in Spanish. Uh, so that was just a good interaction. Amigo but, por todos. All right. But we were talking about languages and stuff. I was like, yeah, I was flexing Spanish. It's cool. It's cool. <laughs> uh, so. <laughs> Nothing, man. Just. You and Rowan, uh, let's talk about this a little bit. We, we've hinted at it, I think, about popcorn stuff. Oh, yeah. So. You're back in town. So, yeah. And you were talking about, um, this comes out on, on Thursday. But so this, so you were talking about hitting up old friends. Actually, like I've been just basically like working nonstop through from September now out till till now and we're having a little party um, and getting together a bunch of friends that I haven't got to see during that time because I haven't really been going out much doing much uh, just been in the lab as we say here on the cast mm-hmm. and um, been in the lab doing it yeah but anyway on uh, on Friday this week um, we're opening our shop up officially uh, it's a like a fancy popcorn shop down in Pike Place Market, so feel free to come down and check it out. Uh, it's called Cobbs. It's at 1500 Western Avenue. And, uh, yeah, it's going to be dope. I mean, I'll be in there Friday, Saturday, probably most of Sunday. But in general, it doesn't have to be this week. You know, um, Just come by whenever in the summer or whatever. Come kick it. Throw me a LARP on, and, uh, yeah, we can BS. There's even a chance your popcorn will be free. I don't know. But <laughs> yeah. So anyway, yeah. Nice to get out there, out there, though. It'll be nice, man. It's nice having another project come to fruition. I'm a little off my usual timetable. You know, previously I was opening a spot about once every year and a half, and now it's been like about what three and a half years. So yeah, it's good to, good to get one done. And um, yeah, the place looks dope. I'm happy with it. We put yeah. a lot of effort into it. it took a long awesome. time to get into Pike Place. Yeah. Yeah, I'm pumped for you. I mean, this, yeah, that's really cool. Plus, I mean, like, right, my cousins have the Smith Family Popcorn Shop in Cape Cod. I have not visited yet. So it was pretty cool just to check it out the other day. I'm like, yeah, there's just, I mean, there's more popcorn in there than I've ever seen in my life. Did you flex on them with that photo? 
I haven't yet. Okay, so for people, so we had a we had like a, a random corporate order for four hundred bags, these small bags. So we just put them all around Ted, like American Beauty style, <laughs> like That's the girl with the rose it. petals. <laughs> yeah, I got a photo. He's gonna send to his cousins. Like it's basically a good little East Coast West Coast thing we got going on. I like the gangster one when I'm on the sugar bags. Yeah, that was funny. <laughs> and it looks like I'm just holding bags of weed. <laughs> yeah, it totally does. <laughs> but yeah, so we had a little photo session. It was fun. And uh, they came by to help us fill out the order. So, yeah, man, it'll be good. It's going to be a fun summer down. Honestly, like, I'm a little tired now, but it's going to be nice. Like, once we get into summer and stuff, it's hot. It's busy down there. It'll be fun. Yeah, and just the smell coming out of there is going to be great. Yeah. There's also, well, I'll tell you off cast. There's some other side benefits. Great spot. It's a good chunk of months to have hunkered down for, too. (laughs) Yeah, man, for real. I've worked more in the last six months than I've ever worked in a six-month period. And now, like... It's it's light out at six p.m. Like you just were you just were hibernating and grinding away on it and yeah I mean we've kind of known about this behind the scenes for a while Ted and I and it's just been and I'm pumped to see it come to fruition. Me too, man. It's about two years in the making from when we two and a half years from when we started trying to get Pike Place. So shoot, it might almost be three now. And like yeah, it's a tough yeah. cookie to crack, yeah, man. That, Pike Place that is a went tough for a while. cookie to crack. But <laughs> yeah, we're in. We're good to go. Shop is. Ready to be open, so juiced. Juiced. Nice. And you've been, like, you've loved Pike Place for a long time. You've been championing it, like, as just a regular market to go to on Wednesdays, not this big tourist destination, for as long as I've known you. So oh, yeah. I'm I'm really pumped on that. Yeah, it's a great spot for groceries for people who don't know. Like, there's some tourist traps in there, no question. But, yeah, as far as, like, fresh produce, killer. Yeah, and it's cheaper. Depends on which stand you go to, but hit up the Monzo Brothers. Let's take care of you. All right. I was always a corner produce guy. There's one, yeah, there's one stand that I don't want to say it was really expensive. I bought a pair there the other day. It was $4 for one pair. For a, like, for a pair? That's with my market discount. And what? I met the, like, knew the guy's name. What? Damn. Wow. Yeah, it's robbery out there. That's Monzo crazy. Brothers. <laughs> All right. No, All that's right. where you should go. Oh, yeah, Not yeah. Where you shouldn't. Yeah. Uh, that's my spot. Yeah, and just go to the market, too. I mean, just awesome stuff. Like, Uli's is down there. There's. Uh, I mean, I liked Uli's before they ever got involved with the Men's Room Red and, and making a yeah. sausage for us. Yeah, they're fire. It, yeah. Yeah, it never gets old. Like, I've lived in the city, and I'm always pumped and down to go to Pike Place, even on a Saturday or Sunday. I don't care. Like, bring bring it on. Yeah, when I lived in Belltown, like, I would go down there. I, You know what I used to love going down there was Sunday mornings. Okay. It's like, you could go down there on Sunday mornings, and the tourists weren't there yet, especially if it's, mm-hmm. like, March, April. So I would I would wake up probably hungover. Get real stoned and then just go down to the market, buy some macaroons, and then like just buy like random stuff like there's four s- giant shrimp, like a one steak. There's so many good things there. Like you can get something new every time, or there's a lot of favorites that even if you're there on a busy day, you can like there's not going to be a line at every place I know I like in Pike Place ever. There's always going to be somewhere I can find that's like, oh, there's not a line here. I'm going to go there. Yeah, yeah, and I will say this like, even the Italian deli in there in the corner, like De Laurenti? Yeah. Like that place is legit. Matt's dad is a is a not not fancy in a bad way, but Matt's dad's been around the block. He's done well for his life. Like bringing over some what did I bring over prosciutto or something? Yep. Like and he was like, "Where did you get this?" And I was like, "All right, that's a win for me." Yeah, yeah that, that's what I was gonna say. Is like the market has like some real like genuine um, producers, like tradespeople, like they're either making their own cheese and selling it to you, making their own chocolate and selling it to you, making their own coffee, growing and grinding their own coffee, selling to you. So that's the thing. Like there are some tourist traps in there, no question. But as a whole, like the longer I'm in there, the more I'm like, wow, like these people import 70 different types of truffle oil. 
that's crazy. And they like know everything about it, whatever. So it's been pretty impressive the knowledge that's built up. And then the spice market is really good. There's a bunch oh, market of market killer is dope. spots. Is that what yeah. artisan means? Well, I mean, artisan could be artisan. artisan sort of a, a nebulous term that could be used in a lot of ways. Okay, it's used in a lot of marketing, but. You know, generally speaking, I mean, it's all about the connotation. So artisan, you're really thinking about someone who is like pu- pushing a field. They're crafting their own thing and they're sort of pushing a field forward, i.e. they're doing something their own way rather okay. than just like whatever the standard. You know, if you're getting bread at the mark at like QFC, an artisan bread would be one that's like, hey, like this was made by this dude in this shop using this special right. kind of yeast and whatever. Right. So, so most, most of craft people you're describing and the people that are like committed to mastery of their what they're doing would be classified as that? Yeah. I just feel like sometimes the, the, the so word has been thrown huge, around yeah, enough. Yeah, it's a huge sales term. Yeah. yeah. It's been thrown around enough that now it's sort of lost a lot of its luster. That's I why say. I didn't even know the definition clearly because I'm like, yeah, there's mm-hmm. definitely some mass-produced artisan breads or whatever right. that you see. Yeah. Well, you know this better. Than, it's like organic. Oh, yeah. That's where I was going. Yeah. 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 Right? All right. That yawn reminds me we should read some oh, emails. I'm sorry, dude. That's all right. No, I'm with you, man. I've been here all day. Yeah, it's been a, been a real day. Oh, we day. never talked about Rob Thomas. Shout out to Rob Thomas. He was on the men's room today. He was a super nice guy. Yeah, tell me about it real quick. So he was in, ta- in town promoting, uh, it's been 20 years since Smooth came out with Santana. So then Miles of Thrill were kind of having some fun at his expense. Somebody got... Ba- Basically, somebody here was like, hey, we can, we can get him in if you want to interview him. So we were like, cool. So they came in and did sit and spin, and he was just awesome. Like, I've met a lot of celebrities, but it's, it's, it's rare when you meet somebody and, like, shake their hand right out of the gate, and you're just like, oh, this is a real dude. That's awesome. Yeah. What? Yeah, so what? I'm always interested in that, like, just how the handshake, and you can see two people. Like, what did he – how did it go down where you felt an immediate connection with him? Because his handlers were like – uh, like the you know Sherry from the record label, who we of course know, was like, "Hey, this is Ted," and he instead of just like sometimes people will just sit there like play on their phone. It's very obvious they don't want to interact or whatever. Rob was like, he almost like stood up like you would somebody, and then he just had a huge smile like Ted. That, man, thanks for having me in. Like, good to meet you. So just you could just kind of tell sometimes. That's cool. I mean, there's people I really liked, and I wouldn't say they were a holes, but they just kind of played on their phone and made it obvious they didn't want to chit chat. Yeah, a little too cool. Yeah, I don't even know if it's that. Some of them are just, I think they're just over it. Well, and also I got to imagine that musicians in general, you end up with a lot of introverts. You know what I mean? People who are just like not used to shaking hands. Like they just want to make music, you know? They just want to play NBA ball. Yeah. (laughs) But as long as we're talking about awesome celebrities, I I can't ever talk about awesome bands without mentioning Chevelle is still hands down my favorite. Like they are so nice when you hang out with them. Cool. Yeah, they're super cool dudes. Dude, and Steve um, opening for um, why the hell can I not think of their name? Steel that Panther. Cover band? Steel Panther. Yeah. yeah, dude. Like, but then he went out there and played a song with Stone Double Pilots. He did. Yes, dude. Yeah. STP yeah. with STP. Yeah. Well, Steve Miggs with STP. All right. I mean, okay. <laughs> it was, and was... Steve's a verified champ now. Yeah, dude. Like, how 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 hard can you kill it? Like he's he's a wrestling champion, okay. He's like a, a proper rock musician now, like, and he's he got his name on his show. And he's like, fucking jacked now. Yeah, yeah. Steve Miggs has been bringing pictures. the heat. That Dude guy's not getting the credit he deserves. Up. Yeah, I know. you mentioned that to him on your guys' cast. I did the last mega cast we did. I was saying like I was talking about something. I was like, find a hero. I go, Steve has probably never heard me say this, but like Steve's still a hero of mine. Like he got his name on the show. Like he stay he got in shape and has stayed in shape, and now he's out there with these stretch goals of like. Being a wrestler. 
You know what yeah. I mean? Makes my stretch goal of just scoring a goal seem not as stretchy. Andy's super cool to boot, too. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, I mean, like you always say, like you would never know. I always forget. If I'm 38, we'll see, like 43. But you would never know he's 43. I no. think most people think he's almost younger than I am. He's got that young energy, he, man. Yeah. He's got that 2019 energy. Oh, yeah. You got that March 2019 energy. Mm-hmm. And that February bullshit. You know. Sorry, Matt. It's fine. I got fired up. <laughs> no, we're still coming in low right now. We're at five. All right, let's 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 read some emails. <laughs> oh, five for the oh yeah, the over under on us swearing. Yeah. Cheers to the greatest podcast in all the land. All, all the land. land. Just a note for your lady listeners. I joined the bidet club recently and accidentally got upgraded to the model with a woman setting, and what a happy accident! If any women are on the if any women are on the fence, uh, stop waiting. I've never felt so refreshed and clean after uh, making whoopee. I don't know what the allowable innuendo would be. Definitely worth it. Thanks for all you guys do, and congrats on 250. Julie, a.k.a. No Fish Taco here. Oh, Julie, that is awesome. That's a great email. Uh, She's cute, too. Kevin Nealon. Uh, you yeah, know, comedian yeah. Kevin Nealon? Yeah. Yeah, I think he's super funny. I saw him the other night. He had like a whole three-minute bit about just how much he loves his bidet and this and that. They're yeah, the best. Was... I've been d- talking about it almost every night on my show. Because I like feel like I was thinking about it the other day. I was like, I'm doing my listeners a disservice by not emphasizing that these are this is a life changing forty dollar investment. Well, and they save you money, and you have a better time. Yeah, with you know, time keeps going faster. Please tell me in two fifty that you didn't just stumble across the theory of relativity. Larp on, bitches. <laughs> Joe Muller. Is that what they call that? Oh, makes sense. Yeah, Joe. I yeah. You got us on that one, Joe. <laughs> I like to argue that, but yeah, he's like, N- n- yeah, boys. There's a whole theory behind this. Well, and dude, I did read recently too that like you've experienced half your life by the age of seven or something in terms of like the feel of time dilation around your life, and I was like, what? Because you create more. Well, yeah, whatever, that makes sense. Thing, but yeah, you create more memories when things are new or extreme, and so yeah, it's called qualia. So actually, look it up if you if you travel, you're qual. Time will slow down because you're getting more qualia, more new or interesting or curious experiences or whatever. So yeah. Consider. Si- <laughs> <laughs> what I, mean, are- I hate to go, always go back to this, but isn't that like relationships? Like, like oh, God, we're, you know, it's great, blah, blah, blah. feels like forever, but I think it's only been a few months. Then you meet people that are like, honey, how long have we been together? It's been like 20-some years. I don't know. It's like, Jesus. <laughs> right? Time flies. Get me out. <laughs> it's getting slushy. <laughs> You know, yeah, I feel like there's very few, well, no, you know what? In the summer, we can talk relationships. Yeah. yeah. Uh, What are dreams? Scientists are still learning the physical workings of the body. Heck, they just found a new organ less than a year ago. So it's easy to make up our own decisions about what dreams are without scientific proof. And I like that we still have mysteries like this. My belief is they help us process the day. What we've seen, heard, talked about, and experienced. If we don't process what we go through, our bodies will store it inside of ourselves. So I feel like dreams can be part of that digestion process. I've also been told we receive messages through dreams, so I think there may be some validity to interpreting uh, meanings from them. But other times, it feels like dreams are just entertainment for our subconscious mind, like watching TV while our body repairs itself. Maybe there's deeper meaning, but sometimes it seems like dreams are just for fun. Michelle. All right. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Yeah. Some of it's got to just be silly nonsense to keep yourself entertained. God, I've been having some crazy ones. Want to share with the group? Uh, you know what? 
So, you guys ever watch Trailer Park Boys? Yeah. yeah. All right. In fact, somebody called us the Trailer Park Boys. I don't know if you knew this. <laughs> oh, that's not too bad. Well, so we were so real. Sorry, real quick, not to jump your story, but so we went to that SOD viewing showing thing. Yeah. Um, whatever the 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 documentary they released. So the three of us were outside smoking a J with the aforementioned Rowan. He wasn't smoking, but uh, his friend was there from like another company that had worked at, and. Rowan had mentioned um, a project um, that some of our friends are doing where they have a TV show. And he was like, oh, I could totally see it. You guys are like the trailer park boys. (laughs) 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 I was like, damn, dude. Like, that's where your mind, that's the impression we're giving out. (laughs) We're like retarded people who live in a Canadian trailer park. (laughs) Uh, There's just, Randy, like, I don't know how to, there's a later season episode, the the Netflix one, and uh, what's her name gets out of jail. She comes back. So the one woman just says, Randy, like, Something like, we all know what your penis looks like, and we, we know it's small, Randy. <laughs> so I went on a date, and the night before the date, so I had watched this that night, the night before, I had a dream that, like, like I was about to get laid, and then the girl was like, your penis is really small. Like, what? And she was, like, calling it out, and I was like, god damn, They're like, that's f***ed. But I was like, you know what? I just watched that scene. Like, that's probably where that's coming from. But I'm just saying, it was a strange dream. That is weird, man. Yeah. All my dreams lately, for some reason, have been hanging out with my friends from school, which I don't see that much. For like for the past like three months, I'm not sure why. Maybe you miss them. I also had a dream though. Maybe. I was stressed out about something, and this was only like a week ago. But then in my stop me if I already told you this. But in my dream, I, I saw I saw a shooting star, and I was like, "That's good luck." Oh yeah, weren't you like, "Oh, it's it's gonna be okay now" or something yeah. like that? Yeah, I think maybe we, we were talking about that. I don't know if it was on the cast. Or All right, yeah. Matt, any weird dreams lately? Nope. Still just smoking a bunch Still of weed, not remembering drill. shit. <laughs> Cheers to making it to a... <laughs> nope. Just smoking drill, boys. Cheers to making it to a quarter thousand of the greatest podcast in all the land. All, all the land. land. While torn between thousand. the Cobb topic of where my high school crush is and looking her up, or making fun of Matt for taking documentaries seriously again, I decided instead to throw a curveball <laughs> into the waffle pancake debate. The fundamental difference, as I see it, is its texture. While pancakes can be made crunchy or completely soft... They're only cooked on one side at a time. Therefore, they will always have a more bread-like texture. Waffles, on the other hand, require a press to make. Hence, they are cooked on all sides, giving them a more condensed texture. The difference is akin to a regular sandwich versus a panini. While the former can be made quickly and in a pinch, the latter needs more labor and time to make. Make of that info as you will, but keep in mind that it doesn't uh, make either better, as the superior to the two uh, is clearly my personal favorite, the Mighty Crepe. Stay st- <laughs> stay stocked up on those rib-flavored condoms, fellas. Bacon. <laughs> the mighty crepe. Yeah, I mean, like that. I can't argue with that. Crepes are good. I had someone older than me unironically mispronounce crepe two different ways in conversation. Creep? Creep Crepe? Creep and creepy. Creep and creepy. That's like uh, I was on a date with this Russian girl. And she kept saying may-may. And I was like, what? Oh, like She's Bryce like, Harper? you watch those, those may-mays? And I was like, what? She's like, there was like this meme on the internet about, I was like, are you saying meme? And she's like, oh, is that how you guys pronounce that? I was like, yeah. Uh, Did you get the meme, like when we had that whole Ted and I thought they were just internet things, did you get the, like, you knew that memes were just cultural, you know, touch points. Yeah, it took me like three episodes to convince you guys. Yeah. Did you read that in Sapiens? No. Okay, because I read it in Sapiens the other day, and I was like, son of a bitch, Cobb is right. Oh, nice. No, I just read Sapiens like <laughs> six months ago, maybe, and I read like the 
I didn't read the book. I read like some weird, I thought I ordered the book, uh-huh. but it was like on Amazon, this will happen sometimes where you end up with like a, not an abridged version. It's like a cliff notes version. Okay. So that's what I have. It's probably 40 pages long. Maybe. Oh, weird. No, maybe more than that, but not, not long like the proper book. Yeah. It's interesting. I like it. What? Oh, I'm just laughing. Like, you remember us talking about that? Yeah. It took me like three weeks to convince you guys. <laughs> that's why I like, so, like, I remember it came up on the men's room once and I was just like, are we being serious or like, are we kidding now? Like, what do you mean? Like, this has been an ongoing issue for like a month on my podcast. <laughs> also, by the way, her last week I was talking about like we had the strippers in here and all this and that. Yeah. Yeah. They're so quiet. Yeah. I oh, love then, that girl. Pros. So I guess on the men's room, like they were talking about 3000, show 3000 would be Friday. And I was like, oh, we just had 250 of the podcast and man, the strippers were unbelievable. This uh, and that. They're off the chain. Yeah. So then. <laughs> Again, another With mutual power tools. Come on, another mutual person. <laughs> on. we know was like, dude, you had strippers. Like, why didn't you call me? You know, I know a bunch of strippers. I was like, dude, come on. You believe that we had strippers? Like, you're right. If I had ordered strippers to the studio, I would call you. We are literally on a no budget show. <laughs> yeah, right. Like, there's no stripper money, man. There's no money. Period. <laughs> In fact, pretty sure overall, all three of us have lost money on this venture. hundred oh, percent, yep. dude. Ten bucks a month on that website. <laughs> <laughs> pretty sure I got a ticket just parking outside. I also uh, going back to the the fun uh, the podcast party uh, we had this year. That was fun down in Tacoma. Uh, what was the name of that place? I keep forgetting. Uh, they changed it, so it used to be. Um, Patty Coin City, and they changed it to the Forum. The, the forum. forum, nice, Aaron Cobb. Nice, good work, dude. So the Forum, I thought the food, those little sliders were delicious. We've been over it, yeah. But it cost a certain amount, right? Which I was good. We was, I was still within my budget. Like we got a bunch of food. So somebody was telling me about planning a birthday party, and they're like, "Yeah, it's going to be like six hundred for this." And I was like, six <laughs> hundred? Like, good lord, man! Like I had a thing for like. 30 to 40 people? I was yeah, like, get down to the forum. Right. I was like, I literally was like, call the forum. Like, they will take care of you. Yeah. Dude, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy what people <laughs> spend on some parties, man. Just crazy. Yeah. Ludicrous. Weddings and stuff. Oof. Oh, weddings are the biggest waste of goddamn money. Oh, dude, don't I know it, man. The popcorn game at weddings is absurd. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's like, and they just, you could charge more for stuff. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, I, like Thrill's been saying this for years. Like, if you're going to get married, go buy your flowers somewhere else. If you tell them it's for a wedding, like, the rate goes up. That's with everything. Yeah. yeah it's unbelievable. And that now the, the, the money keeps going. You know what? I'm going to stop. I think we all know our thoughts on this. And I, I, <laughs> which I always throw in the caveat of, you know, one day I might have a giant wedding because the chick wants it. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, you're going to have the biggest wedding. You know that, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> White doves being released. A tiger. They had a white tiger in the parking lot. There's 20 people just on my side yeah. of the wedding party. Yeah. <laughs> Dude riding a unicycle around. Like, there's going to be some crazy shit. Dude, yeah. Al Sharpton doing the, like, the ceremony. Uh, all right. Does that make us good on emails? Too far? All right. Uh, yeah, we're good. <laughs> all right. Let's check in with Matt. Hey, what's good? What's Matt? Whoa. Uh, before we get to what's Matt Hey, what's good? What's Matt? Whoa. Check out what's Matt Hey, what's good? What's happening? Uh, before we get to what's happening. Hey, what's good? What's happening? Check out what's happening. Well, we were just talking about the forum down in Tacoma. I went down in that direction Friday night to go see Sam Marill, hilarious comedian out of New York. He was at the Tacoma Comedy Club and killed it. Uh, it was super funny. 
And uh, yeah, definitely check out Sam Rill and if you're a comedy fan because he's hilarious. Uh, then after that, I went home and discovered Gator Boys. Have you ever watched that show? No. It's is a, this guys in the swamp getting gators? Yeah, and they're oh, I, I guess I guess a lot of guys like do that and like they like kill the gators for meat and suitcases and boots and stuff. These guys actually rescue them and take them somewhere, but um, they're awesome and they just do it with their bare hands. They show up and the homeowners are like, "There's a gator in my pool," and they're like, "Cool, we're on it." And they're like, "Where's your equipment?" And like, "You're looking at it." I'm like, "Where's yes, your equipment?" You guys are awesome. So I went down that rabbit hole. Uh, after my girlfriend went to bed Friday night, she went to bed early because we woke up Saturday morning to go snowshoeing up at Stevens Pass. That was dope. Um, great day for it. And I like snowshoeing because it's like hiking, but there's just way less people. Like those trails get real crowded in the summertime. So, uh, say so you're all about it. Yeah, it was fun. Then once again, went to Leavenworth afterwards. Went to Stein this time. All right. Have you been to Stein? No. Cobb? Stein? And Leavenworth? No. They have 55 taps. I think 49 of them are beers because they have some wine and a kombucha and a root beer. Jesus. But huge. But the food was all we ate. I just had a Perrier, but the food was awesome too. And there was no line. Munchin House line is like, Munchin House is to 2016, guys. Like it's, it's blown up. It's too big. The lines are just obnoxious. Even with, well, here's the thing: if you're waiting for food, the line at the Munchen House is always that long. But you know, you can go in the back and just get a beer. But you're not a drinker, so you would never skip the first line, right? And you wait for food. And it's still, it's not like the food. You still have to wait for the food to the buzzer to go off too. Yeah. So it's like you wait in that line, then you go sit down. Um, most people order the food, then go wait in line for beer yeah. while they're waiting for the food to come out. I'm like. Not drinking there, so I'm just sitting there like ah. So the idea of waiting in the line and then sitting in, in there, it's like oh, we're gonna go, we're gonna try other places. We're we're Leavenworth yeah veterans yeah. now, and Stein was awesome. Um, yeah, I was a big fan. Uh, Is it right? And it's right there on the main street. Yeah, yeah. The other one we went to, I think Stein was right below the other one we went to the last time, which I also enjoyed, which was the Bavarian Bistro. Tyler loves correcting me about shit I forget after the podcast. So yeah, uh, I don't. I would the name think, on that one. I'm looking at Stein. Maybe that was something else. But yeah, that, that looks no Leavenworth. By the way, has blown up. It's amazing just for me. I've been here 14 years. The first time I probably went there was like 10 years ago, and it's just what that town is turning into. I mean, I still like it, but it's just like holy cow. It's unbelievable. Yeah, we, what a great job they did though branding that. Unbelievable. How many tiny towns are dying in eastern Washington and they are thriving? Yeah. Yeah. They need some more parking now. (laughs) Oh, there's nowhere to go. It's mountains on both sides. It's gotten it's gotten to the point where yeah, parking is a severe pain in the ass. Um (laughs) and by the time we found someone that was like ready, they were in their car with their car started. It was a guy in a minivan with kids, so I would assume it's like some kid-related drama. But we sat there for a solid five minutes waiting. Wow. Yeah, man. People got to buckle up. And, and everybody's going around you boxes. and you feel, yeah. yeah. Oh, it was like, yeah. I mean, they, everybody was sledding right there on that. On like, the hill, on the sledding yeah, hill. Yeah. So, oh, Vandenbach. So it was like yeah. some post-sledding, <laughs> and I was like, your kids are rambunctious. Like, I get it. Like, cool. I'm going to be patient, but I really had to pee, so it made it harder. But uh, Leavenworth is awesome. Check out Stein next time you're there if the line for the Munchen House is too long. Or if you just want to try someplace different anyways, because it was really, really good. Like nice. I like Munchen House stuff, but 
Stein's food's right on par with them. So All right. um, either way, that's a great place. And then Sunday, like I said, went to the farmer's market, saw Rowan. 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 I don't know, Rowan. How, to, Rowan. I don't know how to say his name. I thought I had yeah. it. Rowan, like, uh, was down. But uh, that Sunday was awesome weather. We walked, like, seven Beautiful. miles, went brunching and just, like, Went the wrong way to brunch and went back to the apartment a bunch of times. By the time it was all said and done, yeah, we walked like seven miles. But the weather was great. So, yeah, it was a fun weekend. Getting it. Got it. Good. All right. Well, it's about that time. Boo, ba doo, ba doo, boo, boo. Cub topic. Cub topic. So the only real lead-in I have for this is that, um, like, I think it's cool having – Friends who are much older than you and friends that are much younger than you. And the wider that <clears throat> range is, the more it adds to the human experience. Um, so my youngest friend is 21 and my oldest friend is about 52 or 53. Parm? Young? Yeah, Kid Parmesan, yeah. KP. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's an undergrad at uh, University of Texas. Go Horns. And uh, then my old, oldest friend um, has been, like, where I consider them, like, just genuinely a friend. Um, uh, he's been on the cast, but I won't say who it is. So, anyway, um, yeah, with that, I was sort, I've sort of just been thinking about, like, trying to think a little bit more long term. And I was watching this thing on the future and how what life is going to look like in 2050, whatever. Because um, we always think in, like, one or two year increments about what we're trying to do. At least I do. And so sort of thinking about patience. And anyway... The question this week that I wanted to get to and I wanted to just hear people's thoughts on is, uh, what lesson did you learn too late in life? So feel free to email us, email, literally the word email, at thepodcast.com or hit us up on the Twitter machine at thepodcast, though I never check it. Um, But what did you learn too late in life? Boys? Ah, man, that's a tough one. That's the idea. Well, you got to give me an example. Like, what is something you would say you learned too late in life? Like, there's, because there's certain times I can look back and say, well, I should have learned this earlier. But on the same token, I learned things through going through the bad experience. I'll give you an example. An example is like, um, you know, when you're in that sort of like you centric world and all of a sudden, and you're worried about what other people think and whatever. And then all of a sudden, every once in a while, you have that epiphany like, oh, yeah, no one gives a shit. And I should just be myself. Things like all right. that. You I, know what I mean, sort of life lessons. I would say, uh, when it comes to business, get it in writing. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I yeah. think, I mean, it's tough because looking back, I feel like I learned everything at the right time and, like, everything's worked out pretty well. There's definitely financial things that I still have to learn, um, I feel like. <laughs> um, but, you know, being kind of on, I don't, I I managed to avoid financial catastrophe in my 20s, but I didn't like, there wasn't something I learned to do that. I just kind of got, I got lucky. I didn't have any crazy injury that kind of, you know, there's a lot of things that happen to people in, in that decade that can throw things through the loop. And I didn't get into any crazy credit card debt with, you know, short-sighted spending because it's just there and you don't know any better, like all sorts of stuff with that would probably be. But I think the biggest thing that I've learned that, you know, probably would have helped earlier, but like I, like Ted was saying, the, the only reason I got around to figuring it out was because of all the shitty stuff that happened. Um, <laughs> yeah. And that is like, just don't underestimate the power of, of practicing gratitude for what you do have. 
Like, it's something that I lean on every single day, all the time. I've had just, February was rough for me, too. Uh, there's just been, I mean, and I don't, yeah, I mean, I, I just think that that's, that's the best sort of practice to cultivate. It's just take a note of what you're grateful for, and, you know, you can, you can really ramp that up, and it, I think the effects are, are awesome. Yeah, gratefulness, being grateful can take you a long ways. Yeah. It can and like get I, you out of a lot of dark places. I feel like people figure that out in their 50s. Yeah. And so like, I feel like I'm way ahead of the curve, but still it's like I do kind of wish I learned that earlier because it's probably the most powerful thing I do. And sometimes too, like for me, right, like I, I'm a very kind person. And, and frankly, I trust people way too much. Mm-hmm. Same. Right? But so I have been, you know, I mean, right, burned by some things, right? And even, and I, and I, at a certain point, you know, talking with like my counselor, like I look back and I go, well, like, what am I putting off or whatever? So it's like, I have to change some things, but I'm not going to change who I am. I still want to be at the core, that same person who is kind, does have empathy for you and can be, you know what I mean? It's all about having a good time. You're a fun guy and people view that as weakness sometimes. Well, Yeah. Thank you. That's I've I know. That. I don't know. I've but, experienced that myself. Right. right, but I'm saying, but it's not that. It's a, God damn it, Matt. Sorry, dude. <laughs> like, dude, I had a whole thing there. Uh, right. I, I know what you're saying, but what I'm saying more of like, it, it's more like people that are close to you that know you, right? So like, I'm not going to change who I am as a person. I'm still going to be the same Ted, but it's like my edges might not be. I I don't know. Like I I have a little more guard up, if that makes sense. But I'm not going to get lost as who I am. Yeah, guard and like backbone too. You know, like I'm, yeah. a, I'm a people pleaser to some extent, and yeah, I try I try to be a little bit less. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know the best way to say that, but I know what you mean for sure. Yeah. So just I just want to remind people that. Uh, yeah, I got you. Yeah. <laughs> for me, I would probably say that, um, like I've always relationships have always been pretty important in my life, um, but I would say that even so. I still underestimate like everything in your life is relationships. Like all of business is all relationships. Yeah. Your greatest joys in life, the greatest moments of your life will all be contingent upon your relationships, you know? And so just like really making sure that, um, you go out of your way to help people and you really, you know, you make the little extra effort to be good to people. Um, people remember stuff and sometimes you need someone to be good to you if you're in a dark place, whatever. So yeah, I would just say like, don't underestimate the power of relationships. You might not need them now. You should cultivate them anyway because you might need them later. And that's not in a business sense. That's in like a you know personal salvation sense or or whatever else. So yeah, maintain you know having good people around you and fertilize those relationships and nurture them um, because they will be the greatest payoff in your life relative to anything else for sure. You know, some of the people I've met, I just can't even imagine what my life would be like without them. So that's mine. Yeah. Uh, all right, so we'll end with this. I want to say thank you to everybody, you know, at the Sounders game that say what's up. A lot of a lot of LARP bonds and stuff, so I really appreciate it, and I, and I know Matt and Cobb do as well, so. Hell yeah. That's awesome. And it's always fun you. to talk about the podcast with somebody, and I mean, hey, it's a Sounders game. Like Matt said, I'm a fun, love-loving guy. If I'm out there, yeah, I'll drink a beer with you. What the hell? <laughs> <laughs> all right, there's episode 251, uh, The Strippers again. Thanks for being quiet, ladies. Uh, for MCTP, for Cobb, the Ted Smith is the podcast. Cheers. <laughs>